guys, welcome to another episode. This one is one you can tell from the title. Uh, me rambling about the MCU some more since that's what I'm in the mood for. <laughs> uh, this one, I wanted to talk about Civil War for a bit because um, I saw a video on TikTok this week, which is how most of the ideas I get from this podcast happens now. And um. I just made a response to it, and then a, a bunch. I got a bunch of comments from people talking about stuff having to do with like Tony and Civil War, and why I think um, it doesn't work like as well as it could have if they changed some things. Um, and yeah, and it made me want to like do another one of these specific to that movie because I know a couple weeks ago I did one talking about why Age of Ultron sucks, and like. Yeah, I just, I feel like I need to talk about the Civil War side of it. Because those two movies in my mind are kind of connected. Not only because of they came out close together, but also just because the things that didn't, like, happen that weren't set up well in Age of Ultron is the reason, at least part of the reason, why Civil War... um, just isn't as good as it could be so um if you're interested in listening to that um then this is the episode for you if you want to hear about trauma stuff at least trauma stuff that aren't isn't related to um the mcu then come back another time and i'll probably do another episode talking about my own personal shit um before the weekend's over most likely so yeah anyway so to talk about the MCU for a sec, uh, or specifically Civil War. A lot of the stuff that I talk about when it comes to Age of Ultron and Civil War has to do with Tony and Bucky and Steve, but honestly, that is really the most important stuff that happens in these two movies, and especially because of Civil War. Um, the things that don't happen between those people in Age of Ultron is why so much of Civil War seems like completely out of left field and the audience is kind of left trying to make what happens on screen make more sense to them because it just seems like a lot like in the course of just one movie tony goes from like being on the avengers with steve to trying to shoot down his plane and nearly killing sam along with that and then nearly killing them again in the last scene in the movie when he tries to kill Bucky. So that's a lot to like happen in one movie. Because like, yeah, in the other movies, Steve and Tony never got along because Tony is honestly terrible to him. There really isn't a reason for why Steve would get along with him or anything at all. Like it's kind of it's honestly one of the funniest like unintentionally funny parts of civil war is during the huge fight when um steve is like he's my friend and tony is like so was i like no you weren't not at all it's the unintentionally funny part is that tony thinks that any sort of friendship that they had could ever be on the same level as bucky and steve there is no one on planet earth (laughs) like to be fair absolutely no one on planet earth can like 
size up or like be at the same level friendship wise in any way with those two people as they are with each other it doesn't mean that they don't have other important people in their lives because they do but the things that they've been through together and the bond that they've had since they were kids is very 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 tight and it's something that um, it's the reason why so many people have so many feelings about Bucky and Steve one way or another because their relationship is probably one of the few in the MCU that is built up from the beginning like you can very clearly see why they care so much about each other like they basically use Bucky as a person as a character as a way to kind of show um, Steve you get to know Steve through his uh, relationship with Bucky like that's why I've this is a sidebar but I always say this whenever I talk about Bucky and Steve in any way but like this is why I don't think it matters if they're like romantic or not like the reason why I hate the ending of Endgame is because Bucky is left alone and it doesn't make sense for Steve compared to every other movie he's ever been in for him to just leave Bucky even the other people too but even just him alone the idea of him leaving him right when they finally are able to spend time together and there's not people trying to rip them apart for the first time since World War II. It just doesn't make any sense. And none of that will ever make any sense to me because it's the total antithesis of who he is in every other movie. But yeah, but like they, that's why I think that like them being romantic doesn't really matter because no matter what, like Bucky kind of plays the role that like romantic relationships tend to play in movies where Usually the, like, romantic person, the romantic interest is kind of part of the reason why they're there is because it's a way for you to get to know the characters better. Like, in Star Wars, um, they used, like, they put Han and Leia together as a way to get to know those characters in a more deep way and have, like, a different dynamic and, and all that sort of stuff as a as an example of that and so Bucky plays that role for Steve like you learn so much about Steve from his friendship with Bucky and how he reacts to different things that happens to him and it's like huge defining moments that that's why how things end with them never make sense to people because you can't use a character like that as a way to show like what this person cares about and the and what is important to them and all this sort of stuff through that that relationship with anyone no matter who it is and then in the last movie act like that relationship doesn't matter anymore because you need to send the character off somewhere off screen and you don't know what else to do (laughs) that's essentially what happened um but i say all of that because um the main thing with tony with civil war is that Civil War in and of itself spends a lot of time trying to get you on Tony's side and try to distract you so that you don't think about the things that just don't make sense. <laughs> like, that's why I wanted to do this is because a lot of the times when I talk about things in Civil War, I just like bring up like the literal like plot points of the movie and just say them out loud. And then people end up calling me rude or mean or whatever online because it makes them realize that the things that Tony did in that movie or 
just what happened in that movie just makes him look like a horrific person. And if you don't think about it like that, like not everybody thinks about media this much or puts things together. Some people watch MCU movies, have a nice time and then leave. Not everyone's autistic or um, likes thinking about these things longer than that. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just when you do run into someone who does, who thinks about how this stuff makes sense, then yeah, it's going to be a problem. Because <laughs> like, so like the, for an example, um, the scene in the beginning-ish of Civil War where you see Bucky get triggered when he's in um when he's like been caught and what's his face I don't even care what his name is I'm just gonna keep talking while I try to look up his name but when he's in that room and he comes in and triggers him on purpose and you're and like you see how much Bucky fights against it and you see how he has no choice over what he's being told to do once he is in that triggered state, um, Zemo, that's his name. Sorry. I forget little names all the time, but yeah, like when Zemo triggers him, he doesn't want to be triggered. He tries to like break the room that he's in. He doesn't want to do like, he has no choice in what Zemo tells him to do. And when he wakes up, he doesn't really like, he doesn't, he's like, what the fuck just happened to me? But, um, it like, that scene very much establishes that everything that Bucky did when he was the Winter Soldier, he had absolutely, like, zero control over anything. He had no control over them triggering him. He had no control over them when they would do it, what he would do when it would happen. He would, like, get the memories back of what his body did, basically, when he was not in control of it. But it wasn't him actively making the choices to do any of those things. Like, that scene exists so that Tony and the other Avengers can literally see, like, right in front of them, like, a video recording of him trying to get away and it not working. That is the only reason why a scene like that would happen, right? So that you can establish that as something that happens in the movie. So then, at the end, when Tony attacks him and tries to kill him many, many times... And Steve is forced to break the Iron Man suit to get him to stop. Um, the fact that that scene exists in the movie where Tony sees and knows that Bucky did not actually have any choice in anything that he was doing makes what he did in the last scene, like, especially horrifying. Because in that last scene, he then knows, he knows 100% for sure that Bucky had no choice in actually killing his parents, that even though he's on camera doing it, it wasn't him who made, who, like, actually wanted to do that. He wasn't the one. It's not like he triggered himself and told himself to go kill those his parents. Somebody told him to do that. And that is the person that is actually responsible for his parents' death. And then especially on top of the fact that in that last fight, he doesn't actually start going after Bucky until he finds out that Steve knew that Bucky killed Tony's parents and he just didn't tell him. So, like, he's mad at Steve because Steve knew this and didn't share it with him. And he is so mad at him that he is going to now try to kill 
Steve's best friend that he just got back in front of him, who is a victim of the terrorist organization that his dad had a part in starting and working for, for many, many generate for many, many years, right in front of him to get back at him because he's just mad that Steve didn't tell him. It's like, it makes him look horrific. And it, like, you can't ignore those things existing in the same movie. They just do. But, like, the thing that I always feel, think about when I think about Civil War is that the way they set it up is very manipulative. Like, movies, like, this is obviously a huge argument that people have been having for a long time about diversity and that how... The people that are directing and writing things that you can say that it doesn't in, impact anything, but you would be lying. And because like somebody's outlook and the way that they've experienced life and how they show things comes through in the way that they write things or even direct certain scenes. And um, when it comes to Civil War, the stuff that's really manipulative is that is the way that they frame Tony. They go out of their way to try to make you be empathetic with him in times where you shouldn't be. And considering that Civil War is supposed to be a Steve Rogers film, and it's considered to be his last solo movie, even though it's not at all, it is always so weird that they spend so much time making you feel like forgive Tony and have and how Tony feels more than Steve or Bucky even and you would think that those two characters out of anyone else would get the most attention with that in this movie but they but they don't over Tony and like the only way I've ever been able to like make sense in my mind that this happened in this movie is the is just the idea that Robert Downey Jr. probably forced them to change things so that his character would look more sympathetic. Um, because cause he is the only one out of the entire cast of the Avengers, like, of the MCU ever. Like, he's the only char- he's the only actor that's ever had any sort of control over the MCU. And so, essentially what happened was that because his movie Iron Man was the first MCU movie and... His movie was successful, which then meant that they could go forward and make all the other movies that, um, because of that, like, Disney let him, gave him a lot more control over the creative decisions that his character got to do. And when you look at, like, usually when it comes to, like, behind-the-scenes conspiracy type theory, things like that, I don't always take them seriously because I know that some of that is just people being annoyed. But when you look at the MCU and look at and think about it, that does make a lot of sense with him because his character is in so much (laughs) and in the way that people were so tired of him and were like relieved almost that he died. Even people who really liked him and were sad that he died could also understand why he did because he dominated so much of the MCU. Like, He has three solo movies, plus all of the Avenger movies. He has a bunch of screen time in all of the big team-up Avenger movies. He's in all of the Spider-Man movies. He's And he took over Civil War. And 
he has so much screen time, especially in Infinity War and Endgame. And so that's a lot. That's a that's a lot that people have to watch him. I might be even like forgetting some movie that he also showed up in that I'm forgotten about. You can if I did leave a comment, let me know. Um, but yeah, he and especially the way that I it makes sense in my mind is that like after Winter Soldier came out, everybody loved loved Steve so much. Like um that's one of the I said that in my last episode about Age of Ultron, but it is true that that it's one of those things that the way that it happened at the time is it's harder for people to like understand how people felt when it when that movie came out but um Winter Soldier really changed a lot it got a lot of people into the MCU and it also just made people like it more because of how well done the movie was how complicated the characterizations of everybody was how well it said like every character in that movie had a whole like character development story that they went on um the plot and everything that happened was so well orchestrated and made you feel a lot and um and people left that movie just like loving if they didn't care that much about Steve because his first movie wasn't that great they left that movie loving him so much he was he went from I don't know how people felt about him before that movie because I wasn't really paying attention that much to the MCU before but afterwards, he was very pop. He's one of the most popular characters for a reason. And like him and Bucky have been favorites since then, but especially him. Um, and it went that way for the rest of the movies. And so I feel like a lot of the stuff that is weird about Civil War is that Robert Downey Jr. slash like Disney may not have liked that people were... Um, were putting Steve as like their favorite character, the hero character, the one that they wanted to see the most when they already had all this, all these movies coming of Tony in that role. And so they, um, the original movie for civil war was supposed to be called like serpent society, I believe. And it was supposed to be the movie that we really should have gotten, which was, um, not Tony, no Tony, but like Sam and Bucky and Steve, um, Sam and Steve finding Bucky when he's still out there and them fighting Rumlow. And like that movie, whatever that movie would have been, would have dealt with the emotional like ramifications of Hydra and the things that people still fight with me against. Um, I've, I've talked about this in so many episodes on here, but like the fact that every time I talk about this in any way online, there's always somebody telling me that Peggy and Howard didn't know what was happening and they wouldn't have known about, um, about Bucky. I'm like, that is just not true. And like, I understand why people say that because they want to like those characters and the MCU didn't spend the time that they should have. They changed that movie into Civil War. So we never got a chance and Civil War did not focus on like any of the emotional reactions to anything about Hydra or Age of Ultron for that matter. And so they never got, we never got to like unpack those things on screen, but those things are still real. Like, Peggy was basically the Alexander Pierce character. She had his job for a long time. There's no way that she didn't know about the Winter Soldier and Bucky and everything that they were doing. And it's just like a fact, like at this point, like it's, I'm not arguing like interpretations. This is just fact that like, they are the ones that started S.H.I.E.L.D. They brought in Zola. 
that everyone, nobody else knew that they brought in Zola, but they knew. They were the ones that decided to work with him. And so nobody else really knew, but they were the ones that definitely knew from the beginning what was happening. And that's, that's like the, one of the confounding things for me about that is, like, I don't understand what people think is happening in Winter Soldier if they don't think that that's happening. Because that's, like, a huge part of Steve's story in that movie is that he... He thought that S.H.I.E.L.D. was a trustworthy organization and started going on missions with them because these people that were his friends, were that were people he cared about, were the ones that started it. And so he felt like, you know, they would, they would then not, they would be fine. They would be safe. And then he found out in that scene when he's talking to Zola in the original headquarters for S.H.I.E.L.D. that has photos of Howard and Peggy all over the wall where they worked. He see he finds out that they betrayed him in ways that he never could, he didn't think was even possible for them to do. There's no way that Steve ever thought that either one of them would ever even entertain working with Zola, the person that he sacrificed himself trying to stop. And but it's that's what happened. So yeah, they definitely know. But the problem with and but the reason why I think that people are able to kind of justify this stuff in their minds, even though it doesn't make any logical sense when you actually are watching these movies is because they never focused on it. Like civil war and age of Ultron too, especially civil war, they should have focused on the fact or even brought up the fact that Tony's dad started shield. And so Steve but like showing that shield was actually being run inside by Nazis the entire time. And that his dad was working with those people. If you talked about that, if you brought that up, it would make the things that Tony does more understandable in that movie. Um, I'll talk about how and why and stuff in a second, but because they don't, um, you're just kind of, they're trying to justify the things that he's doing. And in, because they don't bring that stuff up, because I don't know why, maybe they felt like they couldn't do it. I don't know. Whatever the reason was, they didn't do it. Um, but because of that, they like put these scenes in at the beginning and end of the movie, especially that seem especially manipulative to try to get the audience on Tony's side instead of on Steve's side when it's supposed to be his goddamn movie. <laughs> like, um, like the very, like the, the fact that the, the first scene we have in the movie is flashing back to a young Tony when his dad is being an abusive fuck and his mom is enabling him. And then you, and then he's giving his speech and you have this moment where you're supposed to feel bad for him because, um, him and Pepper are like separated and they're, and they're in like this weird space in their relationship. And then he like, and you see like how that affects him. And the person apologizes to him for forgetting to take that part out of his speech. And then he like leaves. And then the like woman who's the mom of somebody who died in Sokovia comes and yells at him. And the entire segment is all like feel bad for Tony, feel sad for Tony Stark feel bad for Tony even though there really isn't a reason for why you should necessarily like you can feel bad about the fact that Pepper has like temporarily at least at that point broken up with him because we know that they get back together by like 
the end of that movie, I think. I think by the end is when they've started to get back together again. I can't remember when they officially do or not. Um, but anyway, like, you can feel bad for him. But also, but the thing that is so weird about that scene is that they take the time to make that the very first scene in the movie. So that when you see him the next time and he's trying to force all of his friends to sign a contract signing over basically making them like the hit a hit squad for government entities which is never a good idea um and trying to blame it all on Wanda instead of it being about him you know um creating Ultron <laughs> in the movie before uh then like the fact that, like you seem more sympathetic towards Tony wanting to do the accords because they put that initial scene in about him. You immediately know what, where his mind is. And so when he wants to do the Accords, even though you, you're you like, this is a terrible idea. Like, it's a horrific idea for people with a bunch of superpowers to be, like, used, like, for governmental purposes. Because governments are very corrupt. It's scary to think that somebody like Steve or, or Thor or anyone else would have to could only use their like the things that they have to save people if a government program said that it was all right like but because you know that oh tony is traumatized and he's dealing with like his um trauma this way you're more forgiving of him at first even though you know that it's not a good idea and um why is that necessary in a movie that's supposed to be about Steve? Like, um, like th- th- this is one of those things that I always say, I always think about. But like, what if you take out that first scene with Tony and instead you have the first scene in the movie being Bucky? I feel like that's what the first scene in the movie really should have been. I feel like the first scene in the movie, because this is a fucking Steve Rogers film. Hello? <laughs> So the first scene in the movie should have been Bucky in Romania and, um, you know, him buying his plums, trying to get his memory back, him with his journal, writing down the memories that he's gotten back like every person that has complex trauma does when we get memories back. I've done the same thing many times and, um, you know, him like showing more of him remembering things, remembering Steve, showing that he remembers who Steve is. And what he's been doing since he's been on his own. And that showing that and establishing that he is, you know, not the Winter Soldier anymore. That he's just basically trying to hide out and keep himself safe. And doesn't want to get Steve involved in what's going on with him because he knows that people are going to come after him. Like, that would immediately put the sympathy for the movie on Bucky. And considering that Bucky was a prisoner of war for 70 years and was having his brain electrocuted on like a regular basis. And that the only time that he was awake was when people were abusing him and forcing and then triggering his brain where he had no choice to go out and murder people. And that was the only time that he was ever awake was when people were putting him in a state where he had no control over what his body was doing for 70 years. And that the people who were putting him through this were all people that he was supposed to have trusted. Um, it seem, it's not like a shocking statement to think that he is the one 
where your sympathy should be, especially when the movie is supposed to be focused on Steve. And so it's super weird. It's that's like one of what I mean by like they make you feel sympathy for Tony and go through all of this work to try to make you feel bad for him or be more forgiving of him in ways that just doesn't make sense considering what the movie is supposed to be. And the the other scene like that is the very, very end scene where after he just tried to kill Steve and Bucky for many minutes, they have that scene of him like with Rhodey trying to help him when he's um, disabled purely because of Tony. <laughs> like Tony is the one who was in charge. He was the one that told them to try to shoot Steven, to try to shoot Steven Bucky's plane when he was taking off that, like, this is one of those things that I feel like people don't think enough about, but because it all just goes by kind of quickly. But if the, if like the laser thing from, um, from Vision hit Tony, not Tony, hit Steven Bucky's plane, they would have died. Like their plane would have blown up. They would have died. There's no way they would have lived. And if Sam hadn't been able to like reflect that away from him, he would have absolutely died. The only reason that Rhodey survived is because he had a special suit. Sam doesn't have that. So it's he almost kills them all at the airport. And the only reason that Rhodey even got hit by that is because Tony was willing to kill, to shoot down their plane instead of them getting away. Purely because he didn't want to get in trouble with the government, which... That's a whole other subject. I'll talk about that in a second. But but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that he's he tried to kill them there, and then he tries to kill them again. And then in the last scene, very last scene in the movie, they have, like, this lighthearted stuff, like him trying to help Rhodey, him being a good best friend. The joke where the delivery person says Tony Stank instead of Tony Stark. And him, like, putting the government guy who is who has been terrorizing everybody for the last movie on hold. Oh, isn't Tony so funny? It like, like, and the most like manipulative thing about that last scene is that Steve apologizes to him, that Steve sends him like a letter with a phone to contact him apologizing to Tony. It is beyond absurd that he had, they have Steve apologize to Tony after everything Tony does to Steve and all of the people he cares about in that movie. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's horrifying when you really think about it. Like, Tony, that entire movie, takes the side of the government over people that he actually knows. And and the thing that is wild about that movie is that Tony is wrong. He's completely wrong. He has the completely wrong way of thinking the entire time. And he, he realizes at the very end that he's wrong. That's why he goes to Russia to apologize and then tries to kill them anyway. <laughs> but still, like, he, the whole reason he's even there is because he realizes that he is fucked up and he wants to try to fix things. But then he tries to kill them. All of Steve's friends are trapped in a prison. And it's like, why is Steve sending... Tony a letter apologizing and trying to make peace when his entire life is just destroyed. Everyone who knows who was like supported Steve, their lives are destroyed. He is writing this letter 
before he goes to a prison to break all of his friends out of prison. And then the all of them go on the run for the next like two or three years. They can they only come back when like the entire reason that the Avengers are all separated and they lose the first time to Thanos when they fight him is because Steve had to be on the run all of that time because of what Tony did with the government, because he aligned himself with the government who's been working with like his entire adult life. And so he chose those people uh, corrupt. He knows they're corrupt because Steve like exposed them for being corrupt in Winter Soldier. And he chose them anyway over people that he actually knew. None of that stuff would have been happening if there's a much better chance that they would have beat Thanos the first time if Steve and his friends and stuff could have all been there together the entire time instead of him not being around because he couldn't. Because if he did come around, they wanted to still throw him into prison. The most important part of all of this is because is that Steve was right. Like, that's the thing about Civil War. Steve was right. Tony was wrong. Steve was right the entire time. Bucky was innocent. The government was trying to set him up to kill him because they wanted to get him out of the way. He was right. Tony was wrong. Like, Tony is such a privileged little bitch that he genuinely had to go on a storyline thing in Civil War realizing that the government will lie to you and that the government will absolutely kill you and or throw you into prison even when they know you're innocent. Like, it took him seeing the video of Bucky being, like, triggered to see that he wasn't, that, and, like, getting the evidence they needed to see that the video that they had of seemingly Bucky bombing everybody wasn't actually him before he would believe anything or listen to anything. And so the thing I was saying before about this movie and how they don't talk about any of, like, the emotional side of anything in a way that makes Tony just kind of look like a horrible, like just the worst person, is that if you talk about the emotional side of why Tony would go so hard with defending the government, even though they were just exposed for being incredibly um, corrupt, it would make you at least understand where he is coming from. And like... When you left Civil War, what you really wanted, what they really wanted us to feel is that you could understand how both sides felt. And but like as more time has gone on and I've just had more time to think about it, I don't feel that way at all about the movie anymore. I did when I first left the movie, but then I like thought about these certain scenes and I was like, wait, but that doesn't actually make any sense anymore. Um, Like, and by that, what I mean is like, if you talk about how like Tony would want would refuse to even entertain the idea that the that signing the accords and not trusting the government is a bad idea purely because he doesn't want what was just exposed about his dad to be true and that he would be going so hard on that because he doesn't want he doesn't want that to be right then a lot of then like the extreme reactions he has, like going so far as almost trying to kill Steve and Bucky and Sam from leaving the airport and just going so hard and like not even considering that they would have a reason for 
wanting to do these things that if Steve is this sure that Bucky is innocent that you know maybe you could take a couple minutes to like hear him out and things like that um doesn't occur to him it would make it more understandable why he would be like so angry at Steve and why he would be trying to kill Bucky and Steve at the very end even though he knows a hundred percent for sure that Bucky was not the one who actually killed his dad that somebody else told Bucky to kill his dad and his mom um but that doesn't but it's not there so you're just like left with nothing like like the setup it would have and the thing that is always so frustrating about this stuff is that it wouldn't really take that long for them to set stuff like that up like um it would have been really easy like even if you wanted to do the very first scene in the movie where he is doing like his speech at like a college campus or whatever about his new technology and showing things about his dad, like that memory of his dad. What if you show that people in the audience like don't like your dad, doesn't like his dad anymore. And they're like asking him questions about his dad and his money and where it comes from just to kind of show that like the public perception of Tony and his family is changing and that because that's the kind of stuff that would happen if if they allowed like the characters to really like process what shield being hydra the entire time really means because people would be thinking then about like patty patty (laughs) peggy and howard and who they really were like all literally all of tony's money comes from the fact that he has been making weapon. He's a weapons manufacturer for the government. And all of his money comes from technology that his dad started making when he was a scientist for this organization that was just exposed for being a secret Nazi-run organization. So that means that, yeah, he's a billionaire, but all of his money is, like, dirty and gross because it all comes from people doing horrific things. And... That's a lot for somebody to deal with. And especially for someone like Tony, who already has a bad relationship with his dad. It would, like, he is not, and especially as someone who's never, who never dealt with, like, the stuff that his dad did to him or how he felt about it. He just tried to, instead, that's why he, like, doesn't like Steve and, and treats Steve so badly in the first place. Because he's still jealous because his dad was always saying nice things about Steve when he wouldn't say those things about him and didn't work on that enough to recognize that he shouldn't take that out on Steve because he's an innocent person who has no idea what his dad said about him when he was not even like awake (laughs) um but like so it would make a lot of sense then that if like the public perception of Tony and his dad was changing and people were starting to like question the validity of him of him and especially the fact that even in like the MCU world he's kind of the like face of the Avengers in a way like every like he's the one that um helps like finance it all he's like the one that does a lot of like the interviews and a a lot of people just know him and see him as a good person and so if in the after effects of Hydra stuff if people started not liking him as much and started questioning his family and like it like it kind of reminds me of kind of like the reparation stuff that that black people talk about that who absolutely should get reparations but like it makes me think about that stuff like I feel like if people had time to think about this stuff they would be wanting 
Tony to give some of his billions of dollars to some of the people who were like victims of Hydra, things like that. And so it would make sense then if that happened and it, that was going on for for Tony to like double down with the government and not even it like have it, even entertain the idea that they would have set Bucky up, that he, they would be trying to do these things because he doesn't want what Steve and Bucky know to be real. Like it even honestly makes more sense for him to have gone so hard with trying to kill Bucky at the end of the movie. If you think about that, if you think about the fact that he would be wanting to like convince himself that, that his dad was not as horrible as, and his mom for that matter, it didn't do as horrible things as he is now being like forced to acknowledge that he did. Um, because like Bucky existing is like the personification of everything about his dad and his family that he doesn't want to like deal with. Like Bucky existing, Bucky still being alive and having gone through 70 years of torture from a super soldier serum like, especially considering that his dad was the one that worked on serum, so his dad had to have somehow known. Like, his da- when his dad was killed, he had serum in the backseat of his car. Like, there's no way that his dad and mom, by proxy, didn't know about Bucky. Like, his dad sounds confused to see Bucky there <laughs> um, right before he kills them, but I think he's just confused about why he's there because he's probably thinking, like... There's no reason for the Winter Soldier to be here. So I'm like in danger right now until and, you know, until Bucky starts to kill him um, and his wife. But like either way, like if the Winter Soldier shows up, you know that you're if they're not if he's not there to kill you, it means that somebody else is around trying to kill you right now. Um, That's the only reason why he would ever be there. So there is that. But like there's just no way that his dad didn't know about these things. And so, some, obviously I know about this a lot. That's why I say this stuff, it always, there always are like trauma reminders for me, but like, I know from my own experience that, um, when there's something that you know is true, but it's like really painful because it makes you see people in a way that you don't want them to be, you do anything to try to convince yourself that it's not true. And instead of And especially if you haven't dealt with any of your emotions, you're not going to be able to realize that like you don't you're not actually mad at this person. You're mad at like what this person makes you think. Um, Like I did that for a long time. That's a lot of what I did with my mom. There were people that I met through the years that didn't like my mom or would comment on her not being a good parent to me. And I would get so mad at them and just yell at them. There are people who said that my sister wasn't nice to me and I would like literally like scream at them when I normally would never do things like that. Um, and now I wish I could go back in time and apologize to those people because they are all right. But like I was doing that and there are people that I met in my life through those years that reminded that reminded me of them that I didn't like because they made me see like how mu- those people and my dad, for that matter, actually acted, and I didn't want to see the realities of who they were, So, and it was easier for me to just not like those people. Like, I even would do that with people who remind me of me in the past. 
Like now I recognize that sometimes I don't like someone because they remind me of things I did and I wish that I could get them to realize their mistakes before it goes too far as opposed to how I lived my life for a long time. But yeah, like, and that's it. Like if you bring that part into it, it makes a lot more sense of why, why Tony would, would in one movie go from, um, would be willing to kill Bucky and try to kill Steve and, and be willing to do all of this because yeah, like Bucky existing at all and being there and knowing all the things that he knows, remember, especially after he tells him that he remembers everything that happened, that everyone that he had to kill. Um, it's a lot easier to look at somebody like that and see them as like a danger to you and your well-being and just demonize them the way that he's trying to do with Bucky in that end scene and just keep attacking them until somebody physically has to force you to stop and try to tell yourself that you are in the right, that you're the victim here, even though you're obviously not. <laughs> like, you're just not. It's a lot easier to convince yourself of that stuff if there is, like, big things that you're trying to avoid about really personal things in your life. Um, and it really wouldn't have taken that long for them to establish stuff like that. That, that like, what if the general population of the world started to question Tony and his dad and liked Steve more. And so he wanted, and it would make sense then why the government would go so hard for Wanda, not only because it made sense because Wanda is on Steve's team and they would be wanting to punish Steve. So like the government would be really happy about having a reason to go after Steve because they've been wanting to for a while and but they just haven't had a reason to yet and that she gives them a very flimsy re it's a very flimsy reason but it's still a reason um they could go after him and so it's like two people wanting the same thing wanting to take out their issues on Steve and Bucky even though they're not the ones that are actually responsible they just don't want to have to think about the things that they've been responsible for themselves and want to blame it on them anyway. And so it would make a lot more sense of why Tony would be so hardcore for going for that and not consider any other option, even at the end. Um, if if you, like, just introduce that simple part. But they didn't. So none of this makes sense. And so we have a movie where they spend so much time trying to make us feel bad for Tony when I don't give a shit about Tony and Tony, and especially because Tony, all that movie is, is Tony causing chaos. Like, I said this in a TikTok video this week because somebody was, like, mad because of what I was saying. And was saying, like, oh, yeah, Tony doesn't care about anyone or anything. He's obviously traumatized and scared, but who cares about that? And I was like, yeah, but, like, trauma can make you an asshole. Like, just because you're traumatized doesn't mean that what you're doing and the actions that you're doing is okay or valid in any way, shape, or form. Like, my dad was very traumatized. And the things that he did to me was because he was traumatized. And, like, the thing that people don't like to talk about as much when it comes to trauma is that, like, sometimes the fact that you've been through a lot of really traumatic things can make you into a terrible person because you feel like I went through all this horrible stuff, all this horrible things happened to me, my parents were terrible to me, 
nobody helped me, whatever. And so it makes you feel like then that you are justified in getting whatever you want in your life from that moment forward. And that people just showing up and asking you to like be a nice person, be somebody who's willing to work with people, you know, just having people around you that disagree with you or expect you to just follow basic rules, you see them as like them trying to stop you. And because you've been through traumatic things, you feel like if anyone tries to challenge you or not let you do what you want to do, then you can do anything and everything possible to just bulldoze over them and go after them and do whatever you want until you get what you want. Like, that's what my dad did to me. That's why my dad did everything he did to not only me, but to my mom, to my sister, to everyone around him. That's why he acted that way. Like, he used to walk around our house, like, wearing his, like, fucking boxers. Like, his boxer brief, like, like tidy whities And he wouldn't, and just with that small thing, he wouldn't, like, my mom would try to tell him that it wasn't appropriate for him to be walking around like that when he had two young kids. And even with that little thing, he wouldn't, he saw that, like, her asking him to, like, just put on some fucking pants as, like, her trying to turn him into somebody that he's not because of the past trauma that he had that he never dealt with. He wouldn't even do that. Like, my mom couldn't even get him just to put some pajama pants on. And so, like, that is very much what Tony is like. He feels like my dad abused me. Nobody helped me. And then also my dad died right after we had this, like, big argument. And I went through all this stuff. So I'm just going to, like, treat anybody however I want because I am selfish. And I should get whatever the fuck that I want because I went through bad stuff. But like the problem with that, of course, is that that's not fair to anyone around you. But also because in like the MCU world, everyone is traumatized. (laughs) There's nobody, and especially Bucky and Steve, who are the main people that like pay for the things that Tony is doing. They have been through so much trauma too. Like those two characters went through so much trauma before they ever even became like, superhero types or like even before Steve was became Captain America like even before that ever happened like Steve's dad died in World War One, so we never knew him his mom dies before when he's like 18 in the middle of the Great Depression and that's why him and part of why him and Bucky are so close because Bucky is like not only his best friend, but also like his brother, his only, his closest friend because nobody really liked him or because he, and he was sick all the time. So he needed people to help take care of him. Like if people are angry at disabled people now, imagine what they would have been like to them during like World War Two or like Great Depression time when nobody had any money and it was such a struggle to have any like food or water or any of just like the basic things that you would need. And then add on top of the fact that he had like asthma and all of these chronic conditions where he wouldn't be able to work the way that you had to then in order to make any sort of money. And so Bucky was like taking care of him. He was like his brother. He was his best friend. He was, he was everything. He was always taking care of him. And that's why, like, they were so close because they went through all of that stuff before they ever even went to World War II. Like, the whole reason why 
Steve becomes like Captain America, like the hero is because of, is because of him needing to go make sure that Bucky is still alive because they are so important to each other. But like the reason why they're so important to each other is because life was so hard during, for them, during the great depression, he was Steve's entire family. He lived with Bucky's family, even though Bucky has family and they don't, they've never talked about so far in the MCU like, how their relationship was with his family. Like, there's some backstory stuff where, like, his dad was abusive. And it kind of goes along with, like, the story of how close Steve and Bucky are, that it makes sense that that would happen because of how much Bucky, like, takes care of Steve. But either way, like, um, Steve is always picking fights with people that he can't win, and, and Bucky's always there to help bail him out. And so they were very much, like, kind of always protecting each other over everyone else and that was before that's a lot of traumatic stuff to deal with before you even introduce the fact that Bucky goes to war and gets experimented on against his will that Steve gives the okay to be experimented on but then has to go and save Bucky's life and then the two of them are in the middle of World War II together before everything else happens but it's like those two characters have gone through so much trauma and they are not using it to be selfish motherfuckers. Like some people say that Steve is selfish, but I don't think that he is. I think he just has like actual like morals, values, things he believes in. And he is someone that actually like, like upholds those things. Like he isn't willing to change those things like he is one of the rare people that is like it is wrong to see someone whose like rights in some way are being taken away or not being treated right and to not step in and try to help them because it's the right thing to do that's like a very basic like humanity thing that when you see somebody going through something bad and if you have the availability to help them that you should help them like, that's why he gets in all of the fights he ever gets in, even though he can't, he knows he can't win any of them. He does them because he sees people treating people a way that he knows isn't okay. And he stands up for them and he doesn't care that nobody else will. He wants to because he knows that it's the right thing to do. And so, like, that's all Steve is doing. Like, yeah, obviously he's going to... Like, the fact that Bucky is the one that is in the middle of all of this stuff in Civil War makes it an even easier decision in the way that, like, if it was somebody else, he would still would have wanted to do those things. But the fact that it was Bucky made it, like, this is a no-brainer for him. Or there was no, like, possible discussion of not doing all these things. I think he still would have, if it was another character, I still think he would have done all the stuff that he did. But it just makes it more emotional and more, like... Yeah, just more emotional for him and everyone else watching it all. The fact that it's Bucky in the middle of all of that mess too in Civil War. But he's not selfish in the way that Tony is. Like Tony is willing to like align himself with the government that he knows is corrupt. And not believe people that he says are his friends and go after them and keep attacking them and not even entertain the idea that there might be something about the situation that he doesn't know because of how sure they are about everything 
and not even imagine the fact that it would be a bad idea for the government to be able to control them and their powers and who they go after and all of that. Like, he never considers another option because this is what he wants for himself. He doesn't want Bucky and Steve to be right about Hydra and all this stuff. He wants... He works with the government. He likes working with the government. So these, this is what he wants. And if he tries to make it seem like it's Wanda's fault instead of his, then people don't focus on him. And they don't focus on the fact that he did Ultron. And it makes no sense that the government is going after Wanda more than they're going after him when he destroyed an entire country. And she, like, in retrospect, did very little <laughs> compared to what he's done. But he doesn't want, if people are instead focusing on Steve going, like, not being willing to sign the accords and Steve trying to help Bucky, even though he knows it's against the law right now, then they aren't thinking about the things that he's done and the things that he's doing. Like, Steve is trying to help Bucky because he knows that he's innocent. And he knows that it's no matter what, he knows that even if he wasn't innocent, he knows that the government is going to arrest. They're going to just kill him. They're going to use this as an excuse to kill him. And he knows because he knows him. He is sure that he is innocent and that he isn't the person bombing the, you know, the government. But like outside of that, he also is is like he knows that they're just going to kill him and he can't sit there and know that his best friend has gone through all that he has and now they're just going to get rid of him when nobody else is looking and he knows that it's not right that they're doing this and that they're getting away with doing this and so his entire like task for all the civil war is he's just trying to keep Bucky alive through the entire movie to try to get to a place where they have like space to get away which is what they do at the end when they are finally able to get to Wakanda but that's all he's trying to do for the majority of that movie is just to keep them alive because and like when you think about it there really is no reason why you wouldn't be okay with him wanting to do that like Bucky is is gone through so much shit none of it was his fault absolutely none of it they go out of their way in this movie to show that it none of it was his fault and so why wouldn't Steve then want to protect him with everything he has, even if he isn't the best and closest person in his life that he's ever met and ever will, like, up until that point, that just makes it, you know, more clear for him. But even if he wasn't, it's like he already knows that this person does not deserve to be in the middle of all of this shit, that this is a lot of powerful people trying to scapegoat him out of, dealing with their own shit and the their own corruption that they've done and the mistakes that they've made. And he's not willing to let him especially be like the person that lets them get away with that. And there's really no reason why you should be okay with anyone trying to get him, like anyone trying to do that. Like it's not right that Tony is trying to use Bucky as a scapegoat for all of his problems is not right that the government is using Wanda and Bucky to and Steve and all of them to try to do that it's not right that because those people have done bad things and made mistakes that they're now trying to scapegoat all of Steve and his friends because they actually can tell that what's going on is wrong so yeah that's why like the whole thing of oh well Steve should have told Tony about 
Bucky killing his parents. It's like Bucky didn't really kill his parents. But also, like, would you believe Tony when he says that he wouldn't um, blame Bucky for that? He wouldn't go after him and attack him if you were Steve? When you think about the stuff that actually happened in Civil War and Age of Ultron, for that matter, would you actually believe him when he says that? Because I wouldn't. Because all he does in those movies is go after other people instead of dealing inst- to try to get people not to f- see that he's the one responsible for all of this stuff. So, like, Steve would... The whole... And like I said before with Hydra stuff, the problem is that people don't really... They don't make a point of, like, really talking about the kind of danger that Bucky was in and then, by extension, Steve and Sam for the fact that they were looking for him. Like, they just exposed the huge government structure that they use around the world um, for superhero stuff as being run by Nazis the entire time. Like, that's a very... Everyone in that whole government system would be looking for Bucky when he was on the run. And by then they would be looking for them, watching them too, critiquing them because they would be wanting to find something wrong that Steve did to have an excuse to go after him. Because they would know that they, because this all happened very publicly and everyone knows all the horrible shit that they've been doing all this time, that they can't just go and arrest him and throw him somewhere because not only does the public like him but they would have they've seen all of this happen publicly that's why Steve and them put it all on the internet so that every so that everyone would know instead of it being a secret because that's what would happen like they would want to do that and they would be looking for something to go after him for and so there would be no way during that time Especially because they didn't have Steve and Bucky have a time to be able to talk before the beginning of this movie. There was no, even if they had had time to talk, there was no time, there was never a time when Steve would have felt comfortable telling anybody, much less Tony, where where Bucky was or telling them something that would have put him in even more danger than he already was in. Because they already have like everyone would be looking for him everyone would be watching steve they would already be under that pressure and so there's no way that he ever would have said anything to anyone that would have made maybe more people try to find them even more than they already are because and like tony would have he would have used whatever to try to find him and attack him because that's what he does for all of civil war so like why wouldn't he have done that before then of course he would have and so like and it doesn't it just doesn't make sense the way that the movie happens and how they show it and like the fact that they don't really give tony anything to go on to try to justify really any of the decisions that he made like i want there to be things like that for him but there isn't it's just he does horrific things he goes after people in horrible ways and he gets away with it all And, like, yeah, the movie definitely puts in manipulative scenes to make you feel sympathy for him when you really shouldn't. And they try to distract you from really thinking too much about the decisions that he's making. But, like, Tony is absolutely the villain of Civil War. (laughs) 
Like, he is the one causing all of the chaos and the destruction. Yeah, like, Zemo is trying to instigate it, but he didn't have to work very hard to do it because Tony was already a fuse waiting to go off. And it was just a matter of giving him, like, a tiny little push. He just wanted an excuse to go after Bucky and Steve. And he was just, this was just somebody giving him an excuse to go after them the way that he wanted. But, like, the fact that after that movie happens that there are still people thinking that he has a right to be upset. Like, no. No. He should have looked to see if he really wanted to go after somebody about his parents. He should have looked to see who in Hydra ordered Bucky to kill them. But it wasn't even really about his parents anyway. It was about him being mad at Steve. And they didn't give us any reason for why he was really that upset at Steve. Like, are you really that surprised that Steve is more loyal to Bucky than he is to you? Steve is more loyal to Bucky than anyone, anywhere, <laughs> like anywhere ever. Like, it's just so petty to literally try to kill someone's best friend in front of them because you're upset that they're willing to keep secrets to protect them like what <laughs> like it's just like the pettiest thing of like just being angry that they have a close relationship that you don't have and so because of that you just want to blame them for it and like I said trauma can make you into a horrible person and that's what it did with Tony it made him feel like he could just attack anyone for anything if they made him feel anything bad because he went through hard shit even though everyone that he's attacking has been through really hard stuff too and it just it sucks I really it's always so the thing that's so frustrating to end this whole diatribe the thing that's always so frustrating about Civil War is that that is the last Steve Rogers movie and it's not really a Steve Rogers movie it spends way more time trying to defend Tony than it ever does to defend Steve. And it sucks because we never get to see so many things. Like, we we never really get, like, to see scenes of, like, Bucky and Steve and Sam on screen together figuring themselves out, how they feel about each other, all that sort and, like, Natasha and stuff, which is the stuff that we should have gotten. We never get to see, like, Bucky processing everything with Hydra and how he feels and and them being like knowing all those years that they're being watched by everyone because of what they just did and how they handle that and dealing with all of the people like um just to connect my some of my own trauma with this stuff I know exactly what it's like to realize years later that everyone that you knew let you down like when I was when I was going through everything that I was as a kid, literally every adult that I ever met let me down in some way, especially the ones that were related to me in any way, shape or form. They all saw that something wrong was happening and something bad was happening, but they just made excuses to themselves that it couldn't be as bad as they thought. They looked the other way. They believed my mom when she lied. Whatever the reasons were, they all existed. They all did that. And... um. The last Steve Rogers movie should have been at least somewhat acknowledging the fact that that's what Steve and Bucky especially were going through. You should have felt so much for them. 
there should be nobody that's like, no, Tony was justified for trying to kill Tony, for trying to kill Bucky. That shouldn't even enter your mind. You should be thinking about how all of these people were let down by everyone around them constantly for generations because they just let all of that happen to both of them just go. They got out, they did all of these horrible things when Steve was gone because they knew that since he wasn't there, he wasn't going to stop them and didn't realize that he was going to come back one day and did horrific things to Bucky when they had him under his control to get what they wanted. And when they actually were able to find each other again and stop everything that was happening and expose it, instead of, instead of recognizing and like owning up to all the shit that they did, they instead tried to blame them for being the ones to share this horrible corruption and shit that they were victims of all those years like that's what they even did with Bucky during Falcon and the Winter Soldier they the government still had him under his ridiculous uh, like parole things where he missed one therapy appointment and they fucking arrested him and they still were acting like he was a dangerous person when in reality they were the ones that made they were the dangerous ones they were the ones that triggered him he never did any of that stuff because he actually wanted to and so that's what people should have been feeling you should have been feeling like tony is just another person in a very long line of people who let them down who they thought they could trust and didn't but instead they try to make you feel bad for tony (laughs) 